Welcome to the May 10th edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Happy Mother's Day! On the show today, we stand in line at the Star Trek movie. You get to hear what people thought before and after, and all sorts of other cool things. Not only do we get to talk about Star Trek, but uh, we are going to talk about what has God given you as far as a spiritual gift? That should be interesting. My wife Amy will be here with me for part of the podcast, uh, plus some listener comments from my friend Kenny in California, and all sorts of really fun things. So you're going to want to stick around for this edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. He is starting to quote Star Wars, and, and he does it in character. Like, he quoted Luke Skywalker recently when my uh, SUV broke down in the Target parking lot, oh, no. and it was such a pain in the rear to fix it, and David had to have it towed because, I mean, he's a pretty good mechanic, but he couldn't fix this problem, not Aww. in the parking lot. So, But later on our way home, we were just so exhausted. It was like 9 o'clock at night, and we're on our way home after him crawling around under this SUV in the parking lot and getting his nice business clothes all oily and everything he still retained the humor enough to turn to me halfway home and say uncle owen this r2 unit has a bad motivator and i said uh, hey what are you trying to push on me you know you just earned your geek cred right there that's by a little quoting bit of star wars cred. yeah definitely <laughs> he just laughed what would have been really funny is if while he was working on it you should have been like would it help if i got out and pushed <laughs> <laughs> i could have but at that moment probably not a good idea not a good idea <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Well, it's time to find out what's going on around Rick's house. I'll take him with you. Welcome to the Mother's Day edition of Take Him With You, May 10th, 2009. Hi, Amy. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good. And uh, you want to say happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there? I would. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers, um, whether biological mothers or adoptive mothers or... Maybe you're just good with kids and you're a lady. Or maybe they're... Or maybe it's a stay-at-home dad that mm-hmm. doesn't have a wife and you're a father and a mother. Well, God bless you, too. Happy Mother's slash Father's Day. Yeah. Kind of. Well, there is a Father's Day, too, but... Sometimes dads do the mothering. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're not really doing a special today for that, but we th- I thought it would be fun to have you on the beginning of the program. Thank you, dear. And I wanted to update everybody, of course, on some of the stuff going on around our house because, well, I'm pretty excited. Oh, pretty excited does not even come close to it. Okay. Okay. Ready? Fanatically excited. Okay. I found it. I found it. I went searching and I finally found it. Just a minute. Wait. And then you flip this button. What do I have in my hand, dear? I think it's a phaser. <laughs> it's a Star Trek phaser from Star the new Trek movie. Phaser. 
Oh, and and that's good enough, dear. Um, matter of fact, as soon as it, ouch, as soon as it came out of the package, I decided it was one of my least favorite things in the entire universe. Uh, um, that's cool. It's got a little charger pack on it, and I think I think I'm gonna hide it. You were you accused me of hiding it before. Yeah, before I looked. All, we looked all over recording. the house for it because when we started I, recording, I couldn't find it yeah. anywhere, and we found it in a in a my child's doll old dollhouse. Yes, and you know what? I hadn't touched it, but I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about hiding I'm my thinking phaser. About hiding it. It's really not fair. It's cool. Anyway, I finally found the Star Trek phaser. You know, last week I was talking about searching for the phaser. They didn't have it at uh, Walmart. I, I finally had to stop at Toys R Us in Olympia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even have some video. We snuck a video recorder in and recorded us looking at the different Star Trek toys. It, it took, should, I should put that on YouTube. It took having Andrew and, and Rick go to our, our state's capital in order to find it. Yeah, well, we found it. Yeah. Ouch, ouch, ouch. It's awesome. It, it's loud enough and, and obnoxious enough without being in earphones okay well anyway um and of course uh as a special we are going to be live from in line at the star trek premiere coming up next Mm -hmm. uh our whole family is traveling up tomorrow yes we're recording this on a wednesday and we're we're going up tomorrow and and about 25 other friends are going uh, with us and what are we doing we're meeting at we're meeting at Burger King because they have the special Star Trek collector's classes. Yes, we're meeting at Burger King uh, at 5 o'clock in Lacey. And then uh, we're going to eat together and try to buy as many glasses as we can. And then we're going to head over to the... Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Yeah. Well, I know. you. you <laughs> love... Remember the... the was it your birth... No, it was Mother's Day when I bought you... Um, uh, Star Trek Three: The Search no, for Spock. It was, it was my birthday. It was your be- birthday. It was before we had children. So On VHS for about forty bucks. But did you spend that much? Yeah, that's how much those cost back then. VHS uh, when the new movies came out. Search for Spock. I bought yeah, it for. Her. We, we were, she thought I really bought it for. Her. I didn't really buy it for her. We but were in. I bought our, it for me. We were in our red Econo line hand painted van mm-hmm. that was held together with duct, duct tape, tape and bailing wire. Mm-hmm. It was such a classy vehicle. It was. There was even a hole on the floor where the heater used to be, and mm-hmm. and I'd have to try to stuff it with blankets mm-hmm. because it would blow cold wind up through up the floorboard, through the floor, yeah. onto me. Why are you talking about such our van? A, a, I don't because that was I was sitting in that van when you tried to pretend to, like I was giving you a birthday present. Oh, and I was upset. She was ticked. She was, was really upset. ticked. I'm going, how selfish of you to buy me a Star Trek But what I had really bought birthday. you was this country clock and a... And it wasn't a cow clock. It was the clock that with broke the goose. before yeah. the uh, cow clock. Geese and, and cows. It, was, it, it had a goose and on it. And it was... It actually wasn't a plastic clock. It was, no, it was a wood. wooden clock. Mm-hmm. It was a nice wooden clock and you got me a little wooden shelf. shelf. yeah. Country blue That's shelf. what I really had gotten her. Yeah, and at the time I was really into um, country yep. stuff, so yeah. I just really loved that. Yeah, but I thought he had just gotten me a Star Trek. Hey, guess what? Movie. what? Guess what? I I got my first Kirk glass, you know, from Burger King. Yeah, and they and and I went in and I was standing in line, and I was kind of embarrassed. I'm like 43, and I'm standing in line to get a Star Trek cup. And I had to I had to buy a value meal, so I bought the Junior Whopper value meal because uh-huh. that was the cheapest. Uh-huh. 
and I just wanted to buy the glass. So I said, and they weren't being very nice. And so I said, you know, sometimes you get a nice clerk, sometimes you don't. And this person wasn't very nice. So I said, well, what kind of glasses do you have? And she said, well, we have the the first glass, the Kirk glass. And I said, well, I'll take that. Could I buy the other ones too? And she goes, no, we can't give those away yet. We can only give away the Kirk glasses until they run out, and then we can do the second ones. And I was like, okay. So I was kind of embarrassed, a little bit self-conscious. Yeah. So I bought the fir- my glass and everything, and I got it. I, was, I didn't even open it in the store because I was a little bit I'm not – anyway. And then I felt really, really good because there was a guy behind me with long, like a mullet, uh-huh. and he was waiting in line, and he got up, and he looked around too, and he goes, can I get one of those Star Trek glasses? <laughs> so he was yeah. a geek too, standing in line waiting for the Star Trek glass. Well, anyway, guess what? What? Today, I, I, on my way to go banking, I stopped at Burger King. Surprising that I would do that. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. I went through the drive-through, and I asked the lady. She was really nice. When she, you know, you can tell they were really nice. She goes, "Can I help you?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd like to get the uh, Junior Whopper Value Meal, and uh, and I'd like to get one of those Star Trek glasses. Which ones do you have today?" See, I'm trying to fool them. And she goes, "Well, we have Kirk." And I said, "Oh, you don't have any other ones?" And she goes, "Why do you already have Kirk?" I said, why, yes, yes, I do. I was hoping to get it. She goes, well, if you don't tell my manager, I'll get you the Uhura glass. Uhura glass. Uhura. Uhura glass. And I went, I was like, sweet. Okay, I'll do it. So I go up to the window and she brings out, she goes, look at what I got. She Mm -hmm. hands me number two. And I told her all about us going up to Lacey to watch the Star Trek movie. And she just laughed and said, why didn't you invite us? And uh, so hopefully next time I go in, I can get her to slip me the... uh, uh, Spock glass. I'm waiting for the Spock glass. That's going to be my favorite one. And then the Nero glass. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Woo. It can match our um, you Star Trek plates in my china cabinet. You don't care about the glasses, do you? <laughs> I care about you, dear. And you like those. Um, you know, you put up with my little decorating trends through the years. Yeah. And country. I need like a shelf or... for all my Star Trek stuff, don't I? Yeah, right now, right now your um, your Star Trek plates are hanging out with my rosebud um, teapots <laughs> and little. Yeah, they're gir- cool though. So, um, my friend Brad and my nephew Isaac got me a Captain Kirk plate, and then my friend Frank brought me an Enterprise plate, and then I have another one. Yeah, the the Whipples. The Whipples. That's right. They got me a Star Trek plate as well, and mm-hmm. I, and I never asked for any of those. They just found yeah. them at garage sales and stuff and brought them yeah. to me. So that. So you have four yeah. Star Trek yeah. plates. So now if so, you get four glasses, we could have a tea party. Well, now wait, Trek. now wait. See, I thought I would do something. <laughs> I, I'm willing to buy five of each glass. Really? Yeah, because I want a set of them. Five I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm, I'm going to leave four four of the originals in there, in there in their box. And, and where do you plan on putting all these glasses? I'm going to put them in the cover and use them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why not? We'll talk about that. Anyway, so I put a thing on my blog <laughs> and I said, if, if you're from this area, if you're in Washington, or at least in the Grace Harbor area, when you go to Burger King, get a value meal, buy a cup for me and I'll pay you back. Two bucks plus tax. And then, and then I'll have... You know, I hope like not a hundred people do that because then you, I'd be in trouble. You better hope for some audio <laughs> contracts soon. <laughs> <laughs> you Podcaster goes broke buying two hundred dollars worth of Star Trek glasses. Yeah. No, I really only want five of each. So if you're listening and you're in the Grace Harbor area, which a lot of our listeners are not, they're from all around the world. Yeah. But uh, if you are from this area, uh, just remember when you go through the uh, drive-through, get a Star Trek glass for me, and I'll pay you back the two dollars plus tax. 
Yeah, we, we don't want a couple thousand coming in no. and then not be able to pay our mortgage. <laughs> That's <month>. right. I, <laughs> I will let everybody know on my blog when, when it's time to not oh, get the glasses mercy. anymore. So. Mercy, okay, well, mercy. anyway, so okay. now the next thing you're going to hear is us standing in line waiting for the premiere of Star Trek. And then we'll, we'll get some comments from people in line. And then we'll let you know what our reaction was to it. Then we'll get into uh, words of wisdom and our topic today called spiritual gifts. And you're going to be on the program mm-hmm. next week yeah. talking a little bit about that, right? Yeah, I I have some things I want to share about spiritual gifts. I, I remember taking these tests probably 20 years ago or more. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting. Did you pass? To, <laughs> well, it's not really a pass-fail kind of test. It's an evaluation. It's kind just of an evaluation to see um, where you line up with your strengths and things. Sure. And one thing that we will find out, not this week, but the next week, is that we have to be cautious that our strengths don't turn into weaknesses. That's very good. Okay, yeah. so before we go, um, and before it's all noisy and we're using the digital recorder, what are you looking forward to in the new Star Trek movie? What's, what are you excited about? And don't say Kirk, because I'll get really ticked. Well, I think my daughter's looking forward to Kirk, because... He, she goes, what? He was um, on Prince's Diaries, too, as... as um, the princess's romantic yep. love interest. Yeah. Well, she hated him at first, but he grew on her. Chris Pine. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. in Prince's Diaries, too. So that's all I've really ever seen him in. Um, and so what are you looking forward to in the new movie? Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see Siler as Spock. Yeah. Um, Siler, Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Um, Zachary Quinto is one of my favorite characters on Heroes. And um, he's quite... A good actor. I mean, you kind of—he's one of those people that you love to hate. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just. But we all love Spock, so hopefully he can do a good job. Yeah, and I'm excited to see the original Spock, Leonard Nimoy. On yeah, he's on there. That'll and be cool. Yeah, he's old he's, Spock. He's up there. Old in age. and new Spock. Um, Leonard. But it's he's on Fringe. He is. When's yeah, he's doing a guest appearance on Fringe. Oh, did you tell them? That we saw um, Worf on a show not that long ago. He that would be Heroes, dear. Heroes. He yeah. played the president. Did you already talk about that? No, but he was. We got all excited. Spoiler alert go, oh, right there, everybody. We saw we saw Worf. Yeah. Michael Dorn is his real name. You Wow. Yes. You know what? This is embarrassing how much I know about Star Trek. And it's I'm true. not even... I You know... I, I'm a Trekkie by marriage, but... <laughs> Trekkie by marriage. Um, by relation. By relation. Um, but, you know, because, I, you know, if you're married to uh, somebody really into baseball or something, you end up learning a lot about baseball. Well, mm-hmm. I happen to be married to someone quite heavily into Star Trek. So. Well, we're, we're looking forward to it. So yeah, this are. is going to be exciting. So um, what you hear next will be in the line at the Star Trek movie. Thanks, Aim. You're welcome. Okay, here we are at the house, getting ready to leave. It's 3.34. In about 20 minutes, we'll be heading out, and we'll be going up to Olympia to Lacey, actually Lacey, to the IMAX Theater. And uh, we're going to see Star Trek on the big screen. This is my son, Nathan. Hi. It's only when this is my friend, Wendell. 
Hey, how's it going? What did I have this is my son, Andrew. Idling or whatever? No. And this is my friend, Buddy. I'm stopped. Hi. And we're, um, we're waiting to eat our Star Trek value meals so we can get the glasses. And uh, then we'll be going to stand in line at the theater at IMAX. And it's going to be really fun. This is my friend, Kathy. Hi. Hi. I'm Kathy. Yeah, and this is my wife. Hi, I'm wife. This is my daughter. Hi. And uh, this is my friend, Josh. I don't talk on these things. Okay, all right. And uh, so now we're going to wait in line. I don't see any king-ons here, though. What's up with that? So now here we are at the IMAX theater waiting for the new Trek movie to come on. What's your expectations? What do you think you're going to see? Excitement and hopefully something new that I haven't seen in this series. Are you a Trek fan? I've only watched like three of the Star Trek episode, season series. So you're ready for this? Yes. It's going to be way cool. What about you, Mike? Oh, this is going to be awesome. I've watched every trailer. Cool. I've gone back through some of the originals, since that's going to be part of it, too. So that's going to be awesome. Well, right after the movie, we're going to meet outside, and I'm going to ask everybody's first reaction to the movie. I'm going to put it on the podcast coming up, up this weekend. So uh, make sure you come find me, and I want to get your first reaction, okay? okay? So save it till you get out of the theater. Don't say anything until you leave. It'll be fun. Thanks, Ben. IMAX Theater right now, and your name is? Steven Schumacher. Hi, Steven. Glad to meet you. My name is Rick. Likewise, Rick. Well, okay, we're sitting here waiting for the Star Trek movie. We've been waiting, and I've already talked to you a little bit, so I know you're a fan. Uh, we've been waiting months for this movie to come out. What are your ex expectations of it? Well, my expectations could hardly be higher. You know, the only possible risk is that I could be disappointed because my expectations have been juiced up so high. Yeah. The trailers have been great, especially the third trailer. Yes. Uh, the material from the comic book adaption from the script writers who plotted it uh, gives me a good feeling that they know what they're doing and, the, and they're properly respectful for the old material. Yeah. But what I really love is, is that they're juicing it up in a way to make it, you know, like... What can I say? The, the, the classic, you know, the ten movies, they didn't really have that much live to it. Actors in their 50s, it right. wasn't really exactly on the level of, say, a Star Wars in terms of the excitement right. level. Right. Whereas this looks like it's there or more than there, yeah. which is exciting to me. That's really, really cool. So you read the prequel comics. Yeah, I've got them in my knapsack. Okay. with me. What do you think of them? What do you think of them? <laughs> well, in general, I thought they were great. There was one scene that was ludicrously absurd that I couldn't believe where Spock is addressing the Romulan and he said something like, you know, uh, you know, look at my ears, you know, or whatever. It's like, you know, take my wife, please. It was like, you know, come on. That was, like, beyond absurd and out of character. Yeah. But aside from that dumb point that we can just drop down the memory hole, right. the rest of it was really well done. And what did you think when you saw it? Okay, there's just spoilers on this, so shut this off if you don't, uh, don't want to hear this. But uh, what did you think of when it pans over and you realize there's data? Well, actually, before, but data. Well, uh, 
I was happy to see that. I think none of us were real super thrilled with Data, you know, biting it in the last Star, Tre Star Trek a, movie. That was a bummer. And they, they did set it up so he could come back, and they brought him back in that way, and so on. Yeah, that well. was cool. It was nice to see Picard. Yeah, it was nice to see Data. And Jordy. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. going to do some more spoilers. But no, I mean, in a way, saying Data comes back is hardly a spoiler. He's on the cover of one of the issues. Yeah, that's true. But, but, but anyway, yeah, no, that was good. But I really thought that, in a way, they, they tied the knot on the old universe in a, in a way that... Passed the baton. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mundo and and you know the, the big bad in, in this movie you know to me just kind of look kind of like a sort of like a dumb retread of the Romulan bad guy in the last right. movie but Bye. given this background I'm behind him I like yeah. his characterization so and I don't know cool. did you see it on the internet they just had a, a scene where Nero is talking to one of the starship captains I believe of, of maybe the Kelvin I'm not sure and uh, he, he's one mean dude <laughs> well he was pretty mean in the, in the comic book series yeah, but, and, but this was like ooh you mean, the, I mean in, the, in the upcoming movie? Yeah, that, in, that this, in the movie we're going to watch, the clip I saw, well, it looks like he's pretty vicious. Well, that's... And yeah. I understand why. If you I understand why, but he was such a nice guy in a we way, but yeah. before, you know, so you can you relate to him, and maybe they can do a, you know, a Darth Vader or whatever at some point <laughs> when he comes back to life. Or something, yeah. yeah. The one thing, actually, I'm kind of wondering about, and this isn't a spoiler because I don't know what it's going to be, but, you know, we've seen from the trailers, it seems like he, he, he saw, like, Kid Kirk or whatever, and then he's around there later, so, I mean, since I presume he can't bounce around in time, it sounds like he must be there for decades or something. Or something. We I, don't know. I, I don't get it, so I'm curious how that's going to play yeah. out, and I about the whole time travel thing is going to be interesting to see what, how they do that. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if there is going to be any time travel or whether it's just moving from one universe to another and then they're right. stuck. And then, yeah, that will be but, very, very interesting. But it's going to be great to see Leonard Nimoy on the big screen again. Well, totally. And it was so cool. I guess people may have heard about how he premiered it to these people in Texas. Wasn't that awesome? Great. They're going that to Wrath so of Khan. Yeah. And, and I want to say something about Wrath of Khan is that, you know, for me, you know, I really wanted to love the first Star Trek movie and I talked myself into it, but it was kind of kind of dumb. And anyway, I lived in New York at the time, and so I stood up all night, like, you know, starting at like 3 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever, to see this premiere of, of Wrath of Khan before it actually opened. And there was this huge line of people in Times Square waiting to get in, and it was this great community experience waiting to get in. And I was there all freaking, you know, for hours and hours, and I didn't get in, okay? But, but then they added a second showing. So, you and so, I, so I got in that night, and I saw it at like 10 or 11 o'clock, and it was a real peak experience. It was such a redeeming great show and it was also yep. fun because there were all these comic book writers and artists that were in the line you know Len Wein and Mark Wolfman were sitting next to me and anyway it was a neat thing that's awesome and so I'm kind of having the same feeling here about this rejuvenating yeah. it that's very cool I couldn't wait I think I think they just announced that the movie's starting in 25 minutes <laughs> and we're all very excited thanks so much you're welcome so much you'll be on this Sunday it'll be great well, I look forward to it thanks Uhura thing. I was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, that was that was odd. <laughs> that was really odd.
What's your initial reaction? Incredible. It was awesome, dude. Did you like it? Loved it. Star Trek ever. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get a few more movies out of it now. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm lying. It's a very self-serving. That was awesome. <laughs> wow, that's incredible movie. <laughs> Thanks for coming, you guys. That was fun. That was way cool. That was awesome. What did what'd you think of the movie? Oh, it was the best movie ever. That was a killer Star Trek movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was second to Jesus. <laughs> wow, that's good. Are you guys going to go in and see it next? Shush, don't say a word. Don't say it. I've been here since 7th. One thing I forgot about is great movie. I just got out of the Star Trek movie, and I'm going to ask people's immediate reaction. What was your immediate reaction to the film now? What do you think? It's phenomenal. I mean, like I said, it's it's one of the best works I've ever seen. That's it's cool. What's your name? Ted Plum. Okay, good. Thank you for your reaction. That was cool. Okay, and, and your immediate reaction to the film after you just got out? Spectacular. And your immediate reaction, sir? One word. Epic. Epic. That's very nice. That's very cool. What was your immediate reaction to the movie? Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, here comes a gentleman right now. What's your immediate reaction as you walk out of the movie theater of Star Trek? I am so glad that we saw this on a big screen and not on a television with a, a crummy sound system because it just wouldn't do this movie justification. Yeah. Because yeah, this, this film is good. just absolutely very, very large. It's larger than life, and it yeah. really has to be seen in a theater. What, what was your initial reaction? I really liked it. It was excellent. Are you a Trekkie? No, not at all. Not even close. So you, you liked it even though and you're not I a Trekkie? I liked it a lot. I actually would see that again. <laughs> I'm going to see it again. I'll see you guys later. Right. <laughs> I'm going to watch it right now. So what's your initial reaction to the Star Trek movie, sir? Wow. What's your initial reaction to the Star Trek movie, ma'am? It's really cool. Are you a Trekkie? No. So you liked it even though it wasn't a... It, I mean, you didn't understand... You don't have all the backstory? Yep. That's cool. That's very cool. What? Oh, my wife. Well, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was the original, um, the original series on hyperspeed. Very cool. Warp speed. Very cool. That's warp speed. Excellent. Could you, could one of you do us a favor, Josh? Would you take our picture in front of the theater if we all get together? Okay. Okay, I'm just walking out of the theater. I met these folks just right now. What did you think of the new Star Trek movie? I'm really impressed. Absolutely loved it. They did a great job of bringing it back. Are you a Trekkie? I was remember even watching the very first episode ever on TV as a kid, yes. That's way cool. Good. Thank you. And what did you think of the movie? I thought it was excellent. They, they did a wonderful thing with timelines. It was just wonderful. They created a whole destiny for the, for the, for the genre. And you know what I hear? They signed for a, a second movie, so this is good. Oh, this is great. They can now change the characters into yes. new lives. Yes, it's which a is a perfect idea. It is very cool. Right along a pet, so, yes. you know, we got to have it. Well, there you go. That was the fun time that we had uh, before and after the movie and got to interview some cool people. It was a blast. And thanks for putting up with our crazy Trekkie stuff. It was it was great, though. We recommend the movie. There's a few adult places in it, so, you know, wouldn't take little kids, but... Uh, you know, most people can handle it. So anyway, good show, and we enjoyed it. It's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
And here's what it says concerning spiritual gifts from the Message Bible. What I want to talk about now is the various way God's Spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everybody else did it? It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned. Nor would anyone be inclined to say, Jesus is master without insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out by the one and only Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each use and independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If a foot said, I'm not elegant like a hand embellished with rings, guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If an ear said, I'm not beautiful like the eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, wouldn't you want to remo- would you want to remove it from the body? No, if the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. Well, we're going to be talking a lot about spiritual gifts today and how God has put us together as believers all across the earth. I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. And there's your words of wisdom. I'll take him with you. You know, recently I got some really nice comments from my friend Kenny from California, great friend of mine, and he co-hosts with Jen, or with Jenny, um, the Knights of the Guild podcast, and I'll play play their promo right after Kenny's comments, but uh, let's take a listen to what Kenny had to say about Take Him With You. Hi, Rick. This is Kenny from California, 
also your co-host on The Ready Room and the host of Knights of the Guild. I just wanted to let you know how wonderful your podcast is. I have been listening since day one, and I have enjoyed every single episode. I I love the fact that you include Amy uh, and your kids and the whole Moyer clan. Um, It's just fun to hear your perspective on not only geeky things, but uh, spiritual things as well. Uh, As you know from our long discussions, I am not uh, a religious man, but I do appreciate religion, and I appreciate your perspective on things and how you look at the world and how you look at the Bible and religion in general. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you taking the time every week to do this wonderful podcast. Also, I so enjoy your guys's a newsletter every Monday. It's just a, it's a nice way to start my Mondays to take, you know, five minutes and go over your newsletter and read Amy's really cool tips and uh, some sort of story that you come up with every week. And, you know, your your little uh, midweek booster shots are really cool. And uh, it's just an all-around great program. And I'm so glad you're doing it because I know you've been wanting to do something like this for quite some time. And you're actually doing it, which is fantastic. So keep up the great work. And I wish you all the best. Take care. Thanks, Kenny. You're so cool. What a great friendship we have. And I'm so glad that I've uh, gotten to know you over the past few years and uh, appreciate the fact that you listen to the podcast. And yeah, it's very, very fun. We have a great time doing this. Uh, Amy and I have a, a blast being on the podcast together. And of course, it's always fun to have the kids if I can drag them into helping. <laughs> that doesn't always work, though. So anyway, yeah, the newsletter is fun, too, and uh, we'd love it if folks would uh, go to TakeHimWithYou.com and sign up for the newsletter. They get that every Monday morning, and they'd really enjoy it. Lots of work goes into that, and I think people like to be encouraged. I'm going to play your promo, Kenny, right now for you and Jenny's program. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. It's time for Food for Thought on Take Him With You.
So as many of you know, um, I did not grow up in a, a setting where we went to church. That just wasn't what our family did. We didn't. It's not that we didn't believe in God. We just didn't. Uh, we didn't go to church. Didn't see the need for it, and so on and so forth. And uh, later on in my life, if you listen to any of the podcasts, you know that I had an experience where I went out searching for something bigger than myself. And of course, what I found was Jesus Christ, and I asked him to be part of my life, and um, my life changed. But I think something that we all struggle with sometimes in fact, most of us do at one point or another in our life. We struggle with maybe why we're here on this earth. What's our purpose? I remember watching a Star Trek The Next Generation episode where Data, the android that was on the ship, created another android, his daughter. And at one point she asked what the meaning of life was, and Data struggled to try and figure that out. And I thought it was interesting that they would bring that up in a Star Trek episode. Because really it's one of the age-old questions that has plagued mankind from the very beginning. What's my purpose? What's my reason for living? Why Why do I have life? Why am I born at this time in, in life? And, and what what is my role? What is my purpose? What is my reason for existence? Well, I think that's the, the thing that I wanted answered in my own life. And I found, at least for me, what I found was that the Bible really was a cool thing to read, and, and I found out from it that there was a reason for my existence, that I was created for a purpose and a reason. And I think that's really at the core of who I am. That's why I do what I do. That's why I talk about God, and I talk about my faith. And I, I, I just believe that God did create me. He created you and me for a reason and for a purpose. And there's something for us if we'll grab a hold of what that purpose is for our lives. And I just think that's so cool. It's just so cool that we there's a task, there's a specific thing that we're designed to do. See, you weren't an accident. Now, I know my mom and dad um, said that, you know, that we had, there was my brother and then there was my sister and then four years later there was me. Whoops. <laughs> and my wife the same way. She had like, I can't remember, like 14 years between the, oh, I can't remember how the stretch was, but it was... It was crazy, and, and she came along and was like, whoops, there's Amy. But you know what? We were not accidents. We really weren't, even though people might have thought we were. We weren't accidents. We were created by God for a reason, for a purpose, for a time such as this. And I believe that about you, too. You're listening to this podcast today, and that's by no accident that you are, because you were created with a purpose. Now, along with that purpose, as you start to read the Bible, you'll find that there's some really cool things in it. Some people think that the Bible is a book full of thou shalt not, you know, like the Ten Commandments that say you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't lie and you shouldn't steal and you shouldn't cheat and all these different things. But you know what I found as I read the Bible, especially in the New Testament, what I see in that, that's the, the newer part of the Bible, or, or the, the most recent part, I guess you could call it, um, talking about Jesus and what he did on this earth and, and the church and all that jazz, I find that the Bible is full of, you can do this. If you will serve God, you can do this, and you can do this, and you can do this. So it's a whole bunch of thou shalt cans instead of thou shalt cannots. And that's what I love about the Bible. That's what I love about my faith is the fact that God has created us to not just sit back and watch the world go by, but to participate and be part of things and to interject life into places where it's dead. And it's just so exciting to serve God. That's why I do it. 
Along with that, though, as you read through, you find some really neat passages of Scripture that talk about gifts that God gives to different people and and various type of gifts. Because, you know, that's one thing that I think we've missed sometimes in, over the years in Christianity. You know, people have tried to force everybody to be the exact same thing, like these copycat clone Christian people, you know, the ones with the horndrum glasses and the ties and the suits and the, you know, the Bible tucked under their arm and they're like, yes, brother, I'm so glad you're my brother. Hallelujah. You know, that kind of thing. And, and everybody has to act a certain way and we all have to pretend like we're perfect. And those that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a relationship with Christ. That's that's religion and it kills. And I wouldn't it be awful if everybody was the same? We would have such a boring life. And I think that's what's happened in church. I think a lot of people have just been pushed and conformed into this cookie-cutter image of a Christian or a believer, and it's boring. Yeah, really, honest. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I don't think that living our faith is supposed to be boring at all because God made each of us unique, different, and with different giftings. And what I want to talk about today in fact, there's so much to talk about. I decided to make this into two parts. This is going to be part one about spiritual gifts. What spiritual gift do you have? What do I have? I think it would be really interesting to explore that because there are places in the Bible that talk about spiritual gifts that are given to men and women and what they are and how they work. And wouldn't it be interesting? Wouldn't you like to know what God has gifted you at spiritually? Yeah, you know, you don't have to go to church to find that out. You can find out right here. You can t- find out right here on this podcast. You can, in the privacy of your commute or your office or or your jog or or whatever you're doing listening to this, you can find out what your spiritual gift is right here. And I think a lot of times what happens in modern day religion, and I'm going to say it that way, modern day religion, I think what happens is we go out and we or people go out and they try to conform people to their particular organization and try to find some you know get them working in their organization so that they benefit from it instead of really going to God and finding out what he created us to do and then doing that not necessarily within the four walls of a church but in our lives as believers does that make sense yeah because if God created us unique and special And he gave gifts to us. He gave them to us for a reason. And I believe the reason was so that we could serve people and serve God. And I think this is really interesting because it does talk about in the Bible that that some of the gifts are to serve the church. Now, I want to talk about that for a little bit because I think some people get freaked out when they hear the word church. Uh, Number one, some of the churches that people have gone in, they've been burned by them because they either want lots of money from them or they're pressure them or they're they're so full of dogma and doctrine that it's just like oh my gosh why would I want to be here you know church was never church was never meant to be a building because if you really look at scripture and you really read what the bible says church was really are you ready for this it was the the a bunch of believers put together people that believed in god that was called the church it wasn't where they met it wasn't what they did like that. It was it was the people that was the church. And you know what? That hasn't changed. Even though we as men and women have changed it, we've made church into an institution instead of what it really is. And church really is a living organism of people that believe in God. 
That's what church is. Do you know that in a true church, there is no subsections like denominations? And you know what? A denomination is simply like a category that, that people have like a set of beliefs, and then they all join together and say, this is our denomination, like the Assembly of God or the Baptists or the Presbyterians or the Methodists or the um, Charismatics or the this and that. There's all sorts of different... Um, different labels that people put on to, to associate with their particular brand of organization. But really, honestly, if you look at the Bible, there was no denominations in the Bible. There wasn't. There wasn't any. In fact, that's a man-made thing. Really, the church or the body of Christ, it wasn't his body walking around. It was a bunch of people that formed together. And the analogy that, that we hear, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but people will say, well, the body of Christ exists today on the earth for this or that. You know what that means? What that, think about this for a moment. Your own body. Um, they call me Rick Moyer. But you know what? My little finger and my arm and my foot and my leg are just as much Rick Moyer as the rest of my body. So my body as a whole, all these different parts that are assembled together, that is Rick Moyer. Well, you know what? The church is all of the different people that believe in God assembled together doing their part makes the body of Christ. Does that make sense? So all these different people together making up the body of Jesus on this earth. That's just way cool. And that's a whole lot less religious than us trying to categorize everything and say, well, this, you know, this is a church, this is the church, this is the church, this is the church. Yeah, it may be a place where people gather, but the church is really everybody that believes together, regardless of the denomination or the subsect that you believe in. Boy, I hope this is helping you because it really does shed a different light on when we start talking about the gifts that God has given, the spiritual gifts, you'll find that it, that the gifts are used in the church, but not particularly in the four walls of a church, but particularly in a group of people that believe in God. Now that opens it up. See, what that does is it expands things out to where it's supposed to be. It's kind of like going from preaching at a church to preaching on the World Wide Web like I'm doing. It's a whole different scene. It's a, You can reach so many more people. You can do so much more when you start getting out of the four walls of the building called the church. And when you start to work and, and start to serve together with the church or the church like Jesus is talking about in the Bible, then it really opens up and it's so much bigger. So there's so much... Uh, room for expansion because there's so many believers all around the world. And that is what it talks about when it talks about the church. It's not a building. The church is a group of believers. It's all the believers all over the world together. That's the church. And I believe that God gives gifts to the body of believers and they're used to bless people. They're not supposed to. Now they, they do this. They do uh, bless the organization or the establishments of different places, but really they're they're supposed to bless people, and they're supposed to uh, get God's kingdom here on this earth or His realm or the where where He works and where He operates and what He does. It's supposed to make that happen on this earth. That's what it's for. That's that's what gifts are for. But you know what happens, unfortunately, in the world we live in, is people tend to try and control. They try to 
um, organize it away. Because, you know, really, honestly, there's a lot of people in this world that they may say they're one thing, but they're not necessarily that. And and I hate to say it, I don't want to be cynical and I don't want to be mean or anything like that, but there really are a lot of people that claim to be a certain way that aren't necessarily that way. You really have to to pray and ask God for help on how to discern if people really are just after you for your money or they like to have control or power over people or or whatever. Really, the bottom line is if 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 you're involved in an organization of people that call themselves believers, you really need to look for a few things. The first thing you need to look at is, do they love God more than their own agenda? That's a good question. I know it's harder for us to it's hard for us to judge a, a person's heart, but the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. In other words, the the result of their life, you'll know them by that. So if you look at their life and what what follows them or what's the result of it, you can find out pretty quickly what a person really is all about. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that people that go through rough times are bad people, but I'm just saying if you're following somebody, if you're if you're going to take instruction from someone, you need to really look at their life and say, now, are they really who they say they are? There's nothing wrong with some critical thinking, as long as you don't go overboard on it. But as I think it's important that we know who we, who are we serving with and who's teaching us and who's you know who's speaking, who's influencing our lives. You can really look at that. And the second thing is if somebody always talks about money, if that's all they ever talk about, run run away from them. Because, you know, in a church setting or in a in a believer's setting, if that's all they ever talk about, there's something wrong. There really is. Because you know what? I mean, Jesus talked about money. He talked about a lot of things, but that's not what he emphasized the most. And if you really want to look at it, look for someone who's kind. Uh, for people that serve one another, and not just one another, but they serve the people around them, their neighbors, and and they have they they help people out. That's what you want to look for in in people that you're going to assemble yourself together with, and and go to church with, or be you know associated with. You want to find people that are genuine, honest, and real. The best gauge is to see if somebody's the same at church as they are at home. Get to know them. You know, and if they're the same sitting on their couch as they are, you know, at the church up there speaking or something, then you found a pretty cool person. But there's a lot of, sadly enough, there's a lot of people that just kind of go out and do their own thing. And they, they abuse the gifts that God has put on the inside of people. And you got to be careful of that. So anyway, all that to say this, I believe that there are gifts that God has given to each one of us, spiritual gifts. And I want to talk about some of those, or at least get into the beginning part of that today. So why don't we do this? We've established that God gives gifts to every single person, that we're all unique and specially created for purpose and for a reason here on this earth. And while we go about our jobs or our school or our you know, work or our families and all that stuff, there's a higher purpose involved in our life because God created us and made us and wants us to do something for him. So he's given us gifts. The question is, how do we find out what those gifts are? Well, there are, there's a, some simple ways. There's some spiritual gift tests that we can do. But I think what I'm going to try to do is explain what the different gifts are that God gives. And then maybe next week we can actually jump right into a spiritual gifts test. And you could actually you know listen along and fill in a blank or, or uh, maybe I'll get some notes together or something like that. And you can or go online and take one of these tests. And perhaps you could email me and let me know what what you found that your gifting is. I think that would be fun kind of to share or maybe send an audio comment in or something and say, well, you know what I found out? This is my spiritual gift or these are my spiritual gifts. Because I, I think sometimes 
people think that they only get one or two gifts, and sometimes you get five or six or seven. You know, there's a lot of different gifts that God gives to people spiritually. But the, let's talk about what they are. You want to find out what they are? It might be really kind of cool. And then the best part about this is you can you we can go through and we can define what these different gifts are, and then we can pray about it and ask God what we are, and then we can share with our friend or our spouse and see what they think, because a lot of times people around us will be honest with us if we'll ask and say, am I this way? Am I that way? And, and you can find out a lot about yourself by talking to people around you. So why don't we jump right in, as now that we've established that if you're a believer, if you believe in God, then you are part of the church, not that necessarily the organized, you know, for, go to a place that has a sign above the door and go into the sanctuary church, but you are part of the body of believers all around the world. You are part of the church. So now that we've established that, let's establish what kind of gifts that God has given to us. And we we do have to establish, too, why God gives the gifts. I think it's important to look at that. Uh, the very first thing is to unify believers in their faith. So it's the reason that God gives gifts to us, the body of Christ, is to unify us together and to produ- produce growth within the church, both numerical and spiritually. So... The reason that God gives gifts to us is so that we can win others to his kingdom so that they can know him as well. And as you go through that, that's what that's what happens. It makes it it it's kinda like that old shampoo commercial where they tell a friend and then they tell a friend, you know, it expands across. Really, being a, a believer should be um well, it should be contagious. It really should. If we're really living our life for God and we're doing what the most happy people on the earth are ones that are fulfilling the will of God for their life. Wouldn't it be cool if everybody was? I mean, everybody would be extremely happy. I mean, it would be an amazing journey if, if all of us were really serving God to the capacity that he created us to serve him. That's what it's all about. So, uh, number one, it's to unify Christians or or believers, then it's to produce growth within the church, both numerically and spiritually. And of course, the the biggest thing that we read in 1 Corinthians is that there's all these gifts, but without love, they mean nothing. So we can have all these great gifts and we can go out and do all these neat things that I'm just about to describe, but if we don't do it in love, then we're nothing and it's useless and it's stupid. And unfortunately in the world we live in today, there's a lot of people that force these different gifts on people, but they're not doing it out of love. They're doing it for their own personal gain. And that's what messes everything up. So we're supposed to be loving and serving one another and helping one another, not trying to take advantage of one another. So these gifts are not for selfish use. These gifts that I'm about to describe are to help others and to help establish God's realm or his his presence here on this earth. So let's go through what the gifts are, and we'll explain a little bit about each one of them. And then next week, if you'll come back, we'll do a real quick brief overview of what the gifts are, and then we'll talk about taking a little test to find out what you are. You might recognize some of the things inside of you when I'm reading what these are, and you'll go, oh, you know what? I think I have that gift. I think that's one of the gifts God has given me. And you may find that you have a spiritual gift you didn't even know as I read, okay? So kicking things off, let's talk about the first one called administration. That's the first gift that we're going to talk about, administration. Now, do you know, or maybe you're like this, a person that can see the entire project that needs to be done 
and then from A to Z, plan it out and gather around the different people that have different giftings and organize them and delegate those jobs to everybody. Do you know someone like that? That's a person with a gift of administration. Okay, there you go. So that's the first one. Next one would be an apostle. Now, an apostle is just a big fancy word to say somebody that establishes or puts together groups that become churches, like actual local churches where people gather together in a in a building or in a home or something like that. And they have that gifting to be able to go through and establish those in different cities and different places. That is what an apostle does. They're they're like a leader among leaders. In other words, not not like superior to other leaders, but they they have a knack or an ability to put leadership together and then establish different churches in different towns and cities and make them flourish or at least, you know, start them. And that's what basically an apostle is. When you read the Bible, you'll hear about the apostle Paul or the apostle Peter, different people that went from town to town in the known world at that time and established different groups of believers that were churches, quote unquote, in that particular city. So that would be what uh, one of the gifts is being an apostle. The next one is called discerning of spirits. Now, this one is a little tricky because sometimes people can look at it really, well, not very objectively. And so it's a, kind of a feeling one. But do you know somebody that has the ability to kind of read motives in people and is, and is kind of scarily accurate? I mean, there's some people that are cynical and just kind of, you know, whatever. They're, they, they just make flippant remarks about other, people's and their mo- other people and their motives. But now I'm talking about somebody who really has a spiritual gift here to be able to look at somebody or be listening to something that's being presented and go, you know, that's I don't think that is really what's going on here. That is called discerning of spirits. It's, uh, what I have here in the research that I did is called the special ability that God gives to a certain member of the body of Christ to know with assurance whether certain behavior purported is to be God or in reality um, divine, human, or satanic. So in other words, you know how you can be listening to somebody and go, do you know that something just is not right? What you're doing there is you're discerning spirits. And that's one of the gifts in the Bible that God gives to different people, the discerning of spirits. Okay, the next one uh, is called um, evangelism. Now, that's kind of a scary word for some of us. We don't like that word because we think about people knocking on doors or shoving the Bible down our throat. But, you know, evangelism really is what I'm, that's one of the gifts that I believe that God has given me. And evangelism evangelism is, is really someone that can give out information and kind of help people come to a skillful or an informed choice on on basically doing what God wants. It's a real practical gift. And and I think it's really interesting. My research says this: it's the special ability that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to readily share the gospel with unbelievers in such a way that men and women often become disciples of Christ and responsible members of the body of Christ. Now, that really is what I'm doing Take Him With You for. I'm really trying to get out there and talk to you as... Um, whether you are a believer or not, hopefully you become a believer as you as you listen and go, oh, you know what? God did create me for these different things. But really, that's what I'm trying to do is, is get the information out there in a very practical and real way so that people can know God for themselves. 
That's what an evangelist does. It's not necessarily what we've come to know as an evangelist here in our United States of America, or if you're listening in a different country, the, some of these television preachers and stuff, they call them evangelism or evangelists, but that isn't necessarily true. Um, you know, the best and most effective evangelists or evangelism is being a friend with somebody and introducing them to faith in Christ. That's the most awesome thing. And the, so, so God gives the gift of evangelism to some people. Okay, I'm going to do like two more, and then I think we're going to pick up next week on on the rest of them because there's quite a few of them. The next one, I don't even know really how to pronounce this word. <laughs> it's it's called ecbolism and and i you know we don't use in the circles that i have run in at least in my faith we don't use that word in particular but it's tr- traditionally known as something called exorcism yeah i know you think about like um the exorcist or something and you know all that demon possession and all that stuff but really um the bible does say that god does give a special ability to certain people to be able to cast out demons and evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Now, I know we could have a big, huge debate. We could actually, we should probably do a whole podcast on is the devil real and are Satan, you know, is Satan and demons real or are they just made up like vampires and other things, you know? Um, you know, honestly, in a nutshell, I can say without being too too in depth here, I do believe that we live in a spiritual world. In other words, there are good forces and there are bad forces, and I believe the good forces are from God and the bad forces are from the devil. And there are demons and there are angels, and you know, but they're not particularly the, exactly what Hollywood has portrayed them. But it would be fascinating, don't you think, to do a, a few podcasts on demons and angels and kind of explore what the Bible says about them from a practical standpoint. Might open a few eyes. I know we we tend to glamorize it or make it cool to be a demon in a you know TV show or something. But really, honestly, there are people that there are people that are plagued by spiritual darkness. And one of the gifts that God gives to some people is the ability to cast those out, to get them off of another person, to give freedom to somebody that is bound up by some demonic forces. So that's a gift that God gives, and uh, that's kind of cool, I think. That's kind of cool. So uh, if you think that would be a neat um, subject to cover on the podcast, why don't you email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. I'd love to know if you would like to hear maybe a podcast on demons and devils or on angels and God, you know, that kind of thing. If you're interested in that type of, or that sort of thing, I would love to cover that. Give me an email. If I get enough, I'll probably do a show on that. It would be kind of fun. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is called exhortation. Now, this one is the special ability that God gives to certain people um, to minister or to speak words of comfort, consolation, and encouragement, and to counsel other members of the body of Christ, other believers, in such a way that they feel helped and healed. Now, see, this is another gift that I believe God has given to my wife and I, because I believe that um, I I love to encourage people. That's why we do the podcast. That's why we have our newsletter. Um, I like to comfort people. I like to pray for them. I like to console them. And I certainly am open if somebody wants you know some sound advice. I'm not saying I'm that great at it, but I I definitely can give my opinion and and hopefully bring some comfort and some healing and some health to people as they are maybe going through a rough time. So I believe that God does give the gift of exhortation to some people. And it's kind of a cool gift too. All right, there there is just so much more that we could get into and and I've got several more to cover. 
Um, so I think we're going to stop here, and next week we'll pick it up right from, from here, and we'll talk more about the different gifts. So, so far, uh, we've covered a few of these. Do, do you see yourself in any of them? Do you have this particular spiritual gift? That's a good question. I think that as we go on, we're going to talk about many more. There's like 24, so I've only covered like five or six. So uh, we'll cover some more next week, and we may even have to do three shows on this. But I think it's fascinating, and then we'll take that test and find out what our spiritual gifts are. That would be very, very cool. So I hope you've learned something. I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, what the heck are we what are we? What are our gifts? What are, what's our purpose within this big group of people all over the world that believe in God? What are, what are we supposed to be doing with our lives? Good question. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening to the podcast today and that uh, wants to know what gifts you've given them. I pray, Lord, over the next couple of weeks as we cover the different gifts that, are, that you have given... I pray, Lord, that it would just open up to us which ones are the ones that we're supposed to be operating in. And the Lord, as we learn that, would you help us to be able to exercise those gifts and to be fulfilled while we do it, that we would bless other people and at the same time get that fulfillment out of life that you want us to have to where we know we've done what you have called us to do. That's our prayer, Lord. Thank you. God, I thank you for each person that's listening. Pray a blessing over them. Help them throughout this week. Uh, let them read ahead in their Bibles and, and find out all the different cool spiritual gifts that you have given to us. And I just give you all the glory and the honor, Lord. You're awesome. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. Okay, uh, we will be back next week. My wife's going to join me for next program as we talk about some of the other gifts. She had something she wanted to say. So she'll be on next week's podcast. And I think we're going to learn all sorts of things about spiritual gifts. And what gift are you? What the heck am I? All right, see you next week on Taking With You. Thanks for joining us for Taking With You. If you would like to help with the program, we would love that. Please head on over to takehimwithyou.com. Click on the Donate button. That would be very much appreciated. You know, if everybody that listened to the program gave a little, we'd have more than enough to keep it on uh, the Internet going strong. So please, if you find it in your heart, help support us we would really appreciate that we'd love feedback from you too we want to know if you like the program email me rick at takehimwithyou.com that's rick at takehimwithyou.com take him with you is a moyer multimedia llc production copyright 2009 all rights reserved Special thanks to all of you that have given to support Take Him With You and to keep it coming to you every Sunday. God bless you. And don't forget to take him with you. How cool is this podcast? That means that you excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. 
You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle Arm or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On.